Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Aquademia podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Justin Grant. I'm Maddie Cassidy. And I'm Sean O'Loughlin. And he's sick. Yes. <laughs> My voice hurts. That's why Justin's leading the way tonight. Yeah. Well, we also want to try something different. We do believe that this will be the most popular episode since I'm uh, taking the lead. <laughs> yeah. Justin is probably the best co-host in the world, and he's also really humble. Mm, yeah. I was born with that gift. <laughs> So today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about our blog campaign, Aquaculture 101. Uh, This is mostly going to be led by Maddie, since this is her domain. Uh, And that's why it's going to be the best episode ever. And she's humble. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Sean. Yeah, you know what I should have done is just sat out completely. Since we've had a couple episodes where it's been just me and Maddie or just me and Justin, I should have just, I'm just going to (laughs) leave. We we talked about that when you were out of the room. Like, maybe we should just lock the door. Yeah. Too bad there's no the lock sliding on glass door with, <laughs> yeah. with no lock on it. He can see us in here. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Aquaculture 101. Uh, we have talked about it in previous episodes. We did something really cool this past week, which we'll get into later in this episode. But So our most recent Aquaculture 101 post, which was released yesterday, which was July 31st, was based around food safety. Is that correct, Maddie? Yeah. So the past few Aquaculture 101 posts have all been about the four pillars of sustainability and food safety is actually the last one so we're we've finished with the four pillars and the other pillars were environmental sustainability social responsibility and animal welfare i imagine in the future we'll likely have a series of episodes or one big episode going through each pillar each pillar and and explaining why that is such a big part of i think that that would be a really good series for us to do just because those are so intrinsic to good fish farming you can't have responsible fish farming without a balance of those four things fish farming or even f- fisheries i mean social aspect yeah pretty health much. And welfare yeah, they, they, of the they animals can play so into important. a lot of different industries yeah definitely sure. yep. and i so i write the blog posts when we do the aquaculture 101 campaign and then justin and sean collaborate on making the videos every month and then we also have infographics that are also released so it's kind of like a little package about any given topic that's in the basics of aquaculture or what we consider to be the basics of aquaculture. And it's really good for me to write these blog posts because as someone that doesn't... Again, humble. I haven't... (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean it that way. But it's really good for me to write them because as someone that hasn't worked in the aquaculture industry before this position, I don't know as much about it as everyone else here. So it's been really, really interesting for me to meet with different people in the company, talk to them about what this topic is, what it means to them, why it's a part of our pillars and why it's important. And so, I mean, I feel like food safety is probably one of the most obvious components of the four pillars of sustainability, just because in order for any consumer to feel even remotely confident in buying this piece of seafood, they need to feel like it's a safe piece of seafood. 
So even though it is so basic, I feel like there's so much to it that I didn't know about. And it was a really great learning experience for me to kind of delve into the topic a little bit more and learn about the three main risks that come with food safety and seafood, microbiological, chemical, and contaminant risks. And it was nice to have it kind of broken down into those three categories because it seems like such a daunting, overwhelming thing like food safety. So learning about like what makes up those three different categories and also what is being done by the government or by agencies to combat this food safety issue and ensure that food is safe. That's in every food product that's out there, they have to follow these guidelines. Seafood's no different. I mean, Mm -hmm. those of our listeners with children or even themselves, they don't want to eat something and possibly get sick or worse. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you're producing food. So this is, regardless of what food industry you're in, this is one of the most, if not the most important pillars that you should be on top of because what's the point in producing food if it's just going to make people sick or it's going to you know, cause immunity issues or, you know, there's drug residues in it. What's the point of even producing food if people can't eat it without having bad effects? I mean, it's huge. It's the biggest, it's the most important thing that producers should be on top of. Well, and I think for the average listener too, you just assume when you're buying something in a supermarket or wherever that that it's safe. safe. And for the majority, that's, that's fine. And to Maddie's point, digging into this post a little bit more from the video creation from our part, Sean, and for you writing it, you realize how much goes into ensuring that that seafood is safe and void of any contaminants and things of that nature. Right. It's crazy how many regulations there are. So there are the FDA guidelines, and then there's also HACCP principles, which have to do with food safety. And then beyond that, there are third-party certification programs that some seafood producers are required to meet. So there's just a lot going on within food safety and a lot that's in place to ensure that food that consumers are buying on their grocery store shelves is safe. And it's a hot topic because, you know, the more technology advances, the better testing gets for these kind of things. So you're able to test for more microbiologicals faster in more samples and and or in smaller samples and things like that. And same with drug residues and stuff like, you know, as technology advances, we're getting better at finding potential food safety threats. So right now, you know, it's a really, really hot topic in the industry. Yeah, especially when you consider antibiotics, which kind of go into animal welfare and food safety. Like that's a really hot button issue right now. Yeah. So now that we have finished with the four pillars of sustainability with our Aquaculture 101 series, the next post is a really exciting one. And should we say what the topic is or should we keep yeah. it a surprise? Yeah, why not? Okay. So the next topic that we're going to be Aquademia tackling. Aquademia listeners get the inside scoop. Yeah, yes. That's true. They're our premium. You're welcome. And thank our you. premium audience. <laughs> You're Give welcome. Us a, and a thank five you. star rating and a review, please. That's right. <laughs> Okay. So the now that we've finished with the four pillars of sustainability in our Aquaculture 101 series, the next post is going to be something really fun that we're excited about. And the topic is going to be the myths of aquaculture. Facts or fiction. Yeah, fact or fiction. Spent the whole day down downtown Portsmouth sweating our sides out in 100 degree weather and like 80% humidity. <laughs> yeah, it was like 80% humidity and close to 100 degrees. Yeah, like. the real feel it said was 98 degrees, 98. which we're from New Hampshire, so that's not what we're used to. Yeah, we're comfortable <laughs> in like 55 degree weather. 
Yeah, that's safe. Yeah. So just to go to dive a little bit deeper, we were in downtown Portsmouth and we were recording, what would you call them? Portsmithians? How does that work? Oh, yeah. Citizens of Portsmouth. I like Portsmithians. Okay. So we were down there in 100 degree weather, sunny, not a cloud in the sky, and we got some wonderful footage. We're in the process of editing it all together. Uh, asking people a few true or false questions to see how well people knew the truth. So I'm really, I'm really proud of what we what we have put together so far. We're actually ahead of the game. Usually, two and a half weeks from now is when I'm really starting to dive into the the editing process. But I was really excited to to see the footage that we got and start piecing it together. And it's going to be one of our best yet. Yeah, we got some drone footage. That was pretty cool. Yep, we didn't get arrested. We, and, we, uh, <laughs> we had a little bit of Murphy's Law in the beginning. We had a lot of stuff go wrong when we first started. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, Wednesday is lawn mowing day down in the park. <laughs> <laughs> and even when you... And weed whacking. Weed whacking. Don't forget the weed whacking. Yeah. Yeah, they followed us everywhere. They followed us all around town. And just you, kinda... think, you think if you're mowing or weed whacking and you see a somewhat professional looking film crew doing stuff with like microphones and cameras i mean maybe you at least go up and ask them how long they're going to be and they just drove right past us didn't care yeah between uh the interviewer and the camera and the guy with the weed whacker stood right behind me and just kept revving it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was like thanks buddy <laughs> yeah so we we had to scout a couple of new locations to do shots and stuff but it was it was really fun i had a, yeah. I had a really good time I, we realize that we're all very uncomfortable approaching people and asking them to be on camera. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the hardest part of the day. because A lot of people think that you're trying to get them to sign up for a donation or to sell them something. Right. So it was kind of hard at first to get people to agree to answer our questions, especially on camera. That turned a lot of people off, too. But it was really interesting once we finally did get people to hear what their thoughts were on our questions that we asked them because, spoiler alert, the majority of them were wrong. Well, a lot of them were very confident, too. Exactly. And it was just so, not necessarily mind-blowing because I kind of figure that that's how a lot of people feel, but it was just, like, really interesting to see my suspicions about the general public not having this knowledge be confirmed like that. Yeah, it was a tricky, it was... There was a lot of pre-planning that went into it. We probably wrote down between seven and ten different true-false questions and showed them around the office, and we asked a bunch of them, and it was hard to try to stay. We wanted to not give away what our stance was, so we tried to mix wild and farmed in there, and the order of the questions was important, and we tried to use some buzzwords and things that are floating around that are common misconceptions. So let's try to mix and match all of that to put together the, the four questions we ended up asking. Yeah, we actually had some people that were somewhat involved. I mean, we had someone who said that their um, girlfriend is in the nutrition mm -hmm. field, and... Another one's father owned yeah, a seafood restaurant. Yeah, someone their father owns, or their parents own a seafood restaurant. So, you know, we had high hopes, but, you know, you'll have to wait and see how they did. Yeah, this Spoiler was... Spoiler alert, not great. <laughs> but it just, you know, emphasizes why we do this and why we need to get this information out there because people just don't, they just don't know. 
Yeah, and, and it's not their fault either. It's it's just that the seafood industry as a whole, I think we need to make a bigger effort into putting this message out to the general public because it's not their fault that they aren't educated about that. It's on us. Yeah. Well, there's a couple things. One, we I don't want to say that everyone we interviewed it was actually from Portsmouth. We're not going to try to belittle Portsmouthians. It is the middle of summer and in a, a very popular and awesome area. city. So we just grabbed people that were willing to get yeah, in front of the camera. Uh, and also, I guess maybe that would lead more to the not shocked, but a little shocked scenario is that Portsmouth is, this is a seafood town. We yeah. live right on the coast. You know, we're right in the middle, heart of New England. A lot of seafood. This is like a classic, like if people come to New England, they want to go to like a quaint coastal New England town and get like a lobster roll or get, you know, some clams or oysters or yeah. something like local seafood. This is one of those places. Yeah, it's, it's a really great city, and it was. We're lucky that we had the opportunity to be able to jump out of the office, even though we thought at the time it, we were going to have a a great day, but it ended up being a hundred degrees, and we were we were, we <laughs> it, were was gr- from it was a great it was a great day. It was just hot. Yeah, yeah. It was I mean, a great the day, whole but... it's been hot like that for two weeks now. So climate change. All right. Anything else? I mean, I'm excited to see how this comes out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be different from the other ones that we've done. And look for a really super awesome, interesting episode next week. Oh, yeah. It's yes. Going to be awesome. Next week's episode of Aquademia is going to be awesome. Bomb.com. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys liked what you just listened to, then be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Aquademia podcast on whichever podcast app you're listening on. And if you want, you can follow us at Pod on Twitter or reach out on email. Our email address is podcast at aquaculturealliance.org. And our phone number where you can leave us a voicemail is at 1603-384-3560. So anyone looking to get some extra content from the podcast or check out some really cool stuff on the member toolkit is to check out membership at aquaculturealliance.org slash membership. Yeah. And yeah. make sure to leave us a five star review and she make sure sh- yeah, you did? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> all right. I'm sick, remember? Yeah, I know. Sean may not this might be his last episode. His voice is a. Uh, my voice is disappearing. Yeah, I didn't mean it as like a. He's on his deathbed. <laughs> That's right what now. I was thinking. <laughs> oh no, my mind Do went you know? to you're gonna kill him because you want to be the star of the podcast. <laughs> Do you know something that I don't? <laughs> no. uh, there are no stars. We're all stars. That was a joke. Um, next week I'll be, I'll be back. Back in tip top shape. Back in tip top shape. All right. Well, because we already recorded the episode and I wasn't sick. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. True. We know. You for sound sure. great, man. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Aquademia podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.